Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. So Natalie, yes. we talk a lot about HGTV shows on this podcast. We do, uh, and sometimes you don't like it. Uh, how dare you? I will admit that sometimes I have a little bit of fatigue with the the shows on not just HGTV, but like the home improvement shows. I feel like it's the same kind of formula and I don't know. I mean, it's fine to have on in the background, but I'm never truly drawn into them mm-hmm. until now. Mm. We have found the show that has won me over. Yes. Um, it's called Build Me Up. It's on HGTV with host and design guru Orlando Soria. The, the show, show is so... This Great. show, <laughs> it, it, it made me laugh. It has made me cry. Like I felt all the feels watching it. I know we so we watched the first two episodes have come out already. It launched uh, two weeks ago. There's an episode on tonight. We're recording this on Wednesday, August 5th. Um, we got to see a sneak preview of that episode and it's by far the most emotional that they've mm. that they've had like in this season. So we got to talk to Orlando. We're going to play that interview for you right now. Like yeah. you, like we said, by far Rachel's favorite HGTV show she's ever watched. Do you think it's by far your favorite interview you've ever had? I mean, he was pretty amazing. <laughs> he was fantastic. Um, I easily could have spent all day on the phone with him if we had had the time to do so. He was so authentic and offered great advice for any homeowner or renter uh, looking to give a, a, you know, a fresh look to their place. Yeah. You might recognize Orlando from his previous show called Unspouse My House. Um, he really kind of has a specialty in coming in and helping people who are going through uh, breakups, relationship changes, life changes, mm-hmm. and helping them get a fresh start. Um, this particular show, Build Me Up, focuses more on Uh, Anybody who's going through a major life change Mm -hmm. uh, and obstacles in their lives and really helps those homeowners uh, overhaul their home and just put a fresh face on things. Yeah. And he said that people are responding really well to the show, too. And I think it's we we all just want to see this type of positivity in our lives. Like it's just a beacon of light. Like when I watched it this morning, I just I felt so much lighter and so much better. Um, I know me too it cheered us up and like and then we got to talk to Orlando which was pretty awesome (laughs) I know apologies to listeners we do fangirl pretty hard uh, a little during this interview but uh I I feel like it's completely understandable he's fantastic he is so please enjoy our interview with Orlando Soria the host of build me up on HGTV So we are on the line with Orlando Soria. He is an expert interior designer, and he's the host of Build Me Up on HGTV. Uh, I can say without a doubt, it's my new favorite show. Um, Orlando, we're so happy to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for for having me. And thank you for saying that about the show. You have moved us both to tears, I will say. (laughs) Natalie and I were talking before this about how we were just both bawling at the end of um, episode three that airs on August 5th. Oh, yeah. I actually haven't seen that full episode yet. And I'm like a little nervous about it because it was so emotional to film. So yeah, I think it's going to be intense to watch. But that woman, um, Corey and her two girls, 
were like such like rays of light that like mm-hmm. it seems like the premise of that episode is going to be kind of sad, which it obviously is. But like, it's still a really fun episode, too. Just so for our listeners, uh, can you go over the premise of Build Me Up? Yeah. So um, Build Me Up is really a show about using the power of interior design to help people who are going through difficult life transitions kind of heal and move forward. So the show actually came out of my own experience going through like a hard time in my life where I was going through a breakup and where I was, um, you know, laid off of a job at a company and I just wasn't really in a bad place. And the only thing that was bringing me joy at the time was setting up my new apartment and thinking about what I was going to do there. And I realized that there was something there that I could pay forward to other people. So um, it really came out of a desire to figure out how to use my craft, my interior design skills to help people that are going through all different kinds of life changes. So we have on this season, um, you know, Corey, the woman that we were speaking about who lost her husband a year ago to cancer. We have a mom whose kid is going off to college. So it's like more of a happy thing. We have a dad who's, you know, building a little um, unit on his property so that his mom could be around his kids and sort of, um, you know, because she was, uh, not able to basically like afford her rent anymore. So there's like all these different mm-hmm. kinds of like life stories that are are coming together. But really the the through line is it's a show about like watching me and my team do nice things for people. And it just mm-hmm. feels really good to watch that right now because there's yeah. so much conflict and darkness that like just literally people doing everything they can to make somebody else happy is gratifying to watch. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it is the show that we all need right now. I mean, how do you hold it together <laughs> hearing these people's stories like when you first in the, the the scene where you meet Corey at the park? You had tears in your eyes for sure. Um I was very impressed that you didn't just fall apart entirely. Well, I mean, I have to say that episode, I I don't know how much of me crying they show or how much of that made it in, but there was a lot of that and like even like when we revealed the 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 reveal on that show like when we filmed that they Mm -hmm. the crew was just like bawling behind the camera like it was like because you're watching this woman ugh, and i'm gonna like get emotional even right now (laughs) basically like she and her husband moved into this house eight years ago a year like basically they moved into this house they had all these ideas of what they wanted to do um, like they were like, we're going to knock down the wall in between the kitchen and the living room and we're going to renovate our bathroom and we're going to do this for our girls. And like, we're going to do this to the courtyard. And like, she'd wanted to do those things with her husband. So that was extremely uh, heavy, you know, yeah. and you like intake these things, but also like it, it brought her so much joy. So it's, it's just, it's so gratifying because like, obviously it's a TV show and things are being filmed and there's camera people and everything, but the act of what we're trying to do for these people, which is to help them heal and help them move forward with interior design. Mm-hmm. It really works. Now, as with most other HGTV shows, you do encounter your fair share of obstacles when you get into demolition and designing and whatnot. Um, a few of them have been pretty major. I think in episode one, you had to dig a really long, deep trench to connect the sub, uh, sump pump to the city sewer system. Um, in Corey's episode, you had an issue with a support wall. And then, surprise, you also had COVID. And that was one of my questions was, you know, obviously COVID hit you during filming. How we saw how in this episode, you sort of 
dealt with it midway, social distancing and whatnot. How do you deal with it moving forward in the season? So we actually were really lucky. We're airing the episodes out of order. Corey's was actually the episode that was filmed last. And we had almost all of it filmed before um, COVID started. So we really only had to do the last parts of it with the social distancing and with like, um, basically it was a very minimal crew. Everybody was outside. Everybody was far away from each other. Um, It kind of had to be that like Corey was quarantining with the the construction crew at that point because they were in her house. We were just trying to get her back into her house as quickly as possible. So I think, you know, um, I've I've done a few other shows since then. Like things are starting to start back up again. Um, Like I've done guest spots on some other home renovation shows and they're, they're figuring it out, but it's still, it's still a big question mark. You know, they're kind of like, all right, basically everybody has to be far away from each other. Everybody's wearing a mask that is not on camera. You, you know, if you're on camera, you take your mask off for a little bit, but you're far away from other people. So I think like the whole entertainment industry, we're still kind of like in the, in the throes of being like, all right, how do we do this? But everything that I've done so far has felt very safe. That's great. Um, I was really actually impressed with the fact that you even addressed it, period, in that episode. It seemed like the type of thing that maybe you could have ignored, but you chose to um, say, look, it's March 16th. We this has just started and it's starting to to have an effect. And so I was impressed that you, you know, you talked about it. Yeah, I thought tonally it was perfect. Like it it was just the right amount of like, this is what we're doing. And, and you talk to your contractor about it too, about the industry. Cause you know, oh. it's, it's an essential business and things need to go on for them. But yeah, um, yeah I thought it was really great the way the, the show handled that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so another question, cause you mentioned sort of how the, the idea for the show came about. If somebody isn't, doesn't have the pleasure and the, um, the luck of being on your show or having being able to hire a professional designer. What is the first thing that somebody who wants a fresh start should do design wise? I always tell people that like, if they're willing to kind of spend the time and experiment and make things yourself, like you can do things that beautify your house. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're in a space and you're having a hard time figuring out where to start my go-to suggestion is always to make one foundational decision and then all the other decisions get easier. So say you're like moving into a new place after a breakup and you have no furniture. So whatever you're interested in, it's say you find a rug that you love, buy the rug. Don't, because some people I think get bogged down with trying to think about everything at once. Once you've made Mm -hmm. one decision, all the other decisions are so much easier. So like just look around for something that you like and get excited about it and, and buy that thing without making yourself think about everything at once. And that'll make all your other decisions just move, move so much more smoothly. You're speaking basically directly to Natalie right now, who just moved (laughs) from New York to Los Angeles. And she has been having daily uh, sagas with what she's buying, including rugs, by the way. Um, So yeah, I think, (laughs) I think it definitely comes in handy. That's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, just don't be scared. And like, you have to also be kind of willing to make mistakes, you know, Mm -hmm. like the reason that I'm good at interior design is that I basically started doing it when I was a kid and I did so many ugly things. Like (laughs) my parents let me paint my bathroom when I was like seven and I chose to paint it like peach pink and like um, teal. 
<laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is terrible. And so then I like painted it over and painted it beige. But I like learned in that, like you can love something and like maybe it still doesn't belong in your house, even if you love it. Or maybe mm. it doesn't belong as paint in your house. Right. Like, for example. So I think it really is about just getting over that fear because some people have so much fear about it that they never do anything. Like I have mm-hmm. an aunt who basically was like, you know, she'd lived in an apartment for like two years and she was like, oh yeah, I still don't have like side tables or like a bed frame or anything. And I'm like, what are your lamps on? And she's like, I don't really have lamps. I just have like boxes next to my bed. I'm just too scared <laughs> to like, buy anything. And I'm like, buy something from Ikea and then get rid of that when you get something else. Like you have right. to make a decision at some point so that you're not just like living in fear of making the wrong choice. It's like a fear of change. It's it's like, yeah, embracing the change and like stepping into it. It's very difficult. My friend Emily Henderson used to always be like, all right, nobody's going to die if we do this wrong. Like unless yes. it's like we installed the giant chandelier and it fell on their head or something. But it's like <laughs> if, we choose, if we choose the wrong table or something, no one will die. And so right. you just kind of have to like tell that to yourself too about like things that you're choosing for yourself. Do you have a favorite project Orlando that you particularly like doing or a favorite room that you like working on? That's a great question. I mean, on the show, we do a lot of kitchens and that's been really fun because I do renovations with with private clients a lot, but I do also do like people who just moved into a new house and they're furnishing everything. So it's been really fun to do as many kitchens as I've gotten to do recently. So I'd say like right now, maybe kitchens are my jam. Like, it's just it's really fun to choose all the fixtures and the finishes. And, um, you know, changing a kitchen really changes the character of a whole house. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my parents' kitchen, and now their house feels like a completely different place. So mm-hmm. I gotta say, I also love how kind of unique your aesthetic is. I Maybe just because we're so used to watching Fixer Upper and Chip and Joe and that whole subway tile, modern farmhouse. I just felt like, I feel like you put a little bit of flair into your designs and choose something a little bit different. And I'm, I'm thinking of the, the episode with Corey with her circular backsplash. Yeah. I loved how she said, I don't, I don't like subway tile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> refreshing to hear. Oh, absolutely. She was great to work with because she was like super open design wise. And she is, you know, like many clients, like didn't really know what her style was, but knew what she liked and knew what she didn't like. And um, that I like, I like, I like build me up a lot because on every episode, you're going to see a different aesthetic. And like something that I like to pride myself on is that I think my job is to imprint my clients personalities onto their home. So you're not going to watch my show and be like, Oh, Orlando just does the same thing every week. Cause that's like what he designs like Mm -hmm. I like to be like a design whisperer and try and figure out like what these people's personalities are design wise and how I can imprint that onto their house so um we have some things on our on the season that are like leaning more deco we have some really contemporary things we have like traditional um there's a lot of different styles yeah I love that it's never the same thing too that's that must that be that must be nice to switch it up yeah I like so many different kinds of styles that Mm -hmm. like it's fun to work with clients that have you know different vibes like I love like a Cape Cod style house I love craftsman style homes I love Spanish homes like I like things that are like you know I love Leanne Ford and how like 
organic mm-hmm. and eclectic everything she does is, but I also like things that are very like um, laced up and formal. So um, I can really go like a number of different ways and it's fun to get to sort of exercise your different design muscles because you have clients that have different aesthetics. For sure. What's Orlando's aesthetic? If you had to describe it, what would you say your... Uh... <laughs> After he says that he he likes a lot of different stuff. I know. <laughs> I mean, One I think there are things that I do that are kind of common and meaning common to like... A, things that I do on the show and things that I do in real life for clients, because normally I'm trying to do things that are chic that don't cost a lot of money. So something Mm -hmm. that I do a lot are like um, stupid paint tricks, like which you'll see a lot on this season of just like doing fun wall graphics that (laughs) are like stupid paint tricks. (laughs) Yeah, that are just like, you know, a way to make a room look considered and beautiful and colorful that doesn't cost a lot of money. So like, you know, things like the wall mural in Sarah's episode, which is like episode or I do some really fun kid kids rooms later on in the season that um, do some fun things with with graphics and paint so Mm. I'd say like boldness a graphic quality is probably something that would be one of my signatures like things that are sculptural and like kind of deco or 80s combined Mm. you know kind of minimal California with like light woods and um, sort of indigo fabrics and stuff Um, nice I loved that it was Sarah's episode with the headboard, right? Or the the all the shapes and like the circles and everything that you were taping out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so cool. I've never seen anything well, like that. That was like a huge room and we were just trying to make it look, you know, beautiful and considered on a extremely tight budget. I think we had like $10,000 to do all of those spaces. So wow. um, oh it God. was a lot of work, you know, and that's why I was like literally in the garden ripping it out myself and like planting things myself because we were, when you have a budget like that, you're doing the work yourself. That's incredible. And, and the, obviously you're the person who's on the show. They, they come with their own money. Nothing's coming from the network. Right. Or maybe you're not allowed to say, I don't know. Oh, well, the network does contribute some, but um, basically like the, the majority of the, the budget does come from the client. Okay. So I can see how that puts even more parameters on on what you can and can't do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's this kind of balance. And I think HGTV does a good job of it. But it's like, it's the balance between trying to um, present ideas that are accessible so that people don't think that things are um, out of their grasp, which mm-hmm. I think our show does a great job of. There's a lot of um, things that we do that show things that people at home can do that don't necessarily cost a lot of money. And then I think there's also some more aspirational things where it's like, yeah, you're going to have to save up 30 to $50,000 to do this kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I think it's trying to find that middle point between not being unrealistic with budgets and also not being alienating to people. So Mm -hmm. which is a hard thing to do because like, obviously I don't want to create unrealistic expectations, but I also don't want to create a situation where people don't feel invited to the table. Mm -mm. No, this, I mean, this, this seems like so fulfilling. I mean, it's just also like very satisfying the show build me up because you're literally watching people who have been through traumas a lot of which we can't even like fully explain on tv because of the involvement of kids or everything Mm. else that you know you're really rooting for in real life so getting them into these refreshed spaces and kind of seeing that they do feel um liberated to have a fresh start feels really nice yeah do you have a favorite space in your own home Orlando? yeah good question um 
I don't know. That is a good question. I guess, I'm sure it's gorgeous. Like, I like all of the places in my in my place for different reasons. So like I have a I live in like a sort of historic French chateau style building in West Hollywood. I'm like oh, I have nice. a cute little living room um that overlooks a courtyard. And I like that because it's like cozy and I like my sort of deco sculptural sofa. And then my bedroom is really like light and bright. And I like that. And then my dining room is also very bright. And I like sit there and work on my computer. You took a call in episode three with one of Corey's friends, um, allegedly from your apartment. Was that actually inside? It was. Okay. I loved it. I loved it. You had plants and it just looked so light and bright. And I was like, okay, I'm getting a glimpse inside of his, you know, his mind, his design mind here. Yeah. That's actually interesting that you bring that up because... I had to self-shoot that because that was during COVID. So like that was like me set up with an iPhone um, that I just set up myself. And then I'm actually curious to see what that looks like. Because- it, looks, it looks good. And you get, yeah. you get deliver a delivery, like a grocery delivery in between. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my it was God. so real. Like, it was we like all showing felt the that. realities of COVID. It was so great. <laughs> well, I'm so dumb. I like totally forgot that I had ordered like, um, a food delivery at that time and then was like who's knocking on the door nobody knocks on doors anymore oh <laughs> <laughs> I loved it that's why I, I just felt like it was really authentic um, and I feel like the whole show is really authentic at, it really is um, yeah. approaching these issues um, I sorry I have another question do you have a personal design pet peeve yes I have a few Yes, um, we love my, pet <laughs> Please proceed. My number one pet peeve is like something on a diagonal that shouldn't be. Um, I don't like it when people like put a bed on a diagonal in a corner. Ooh. I don't like, um, I actually like, this is going to be controversial, especially since like, you know, we're talking real estate, but like, I hate a corner fireplace. Um, oh. And most of the time, I just think diagonals are not... Unless it's like some sort of avant-garde architectural style, I don't. I find them to be really inefficient uses of space, and they mm-hmm. anger me. Um, <laughs> I oh, another pet peeve of mine that drives me crazy that is everywhere is when cabinets are dropped from the ceiling and there's no trim piece above them, so there's just a useless space and a yes. shadow above the yes. cabinet. I like basically on one episode of the show, we were not able to fill that gap and it will probably haunt me forever, but <laughs> I I have to fill that gap with some sort of trim every time. It, like, I, I hate looking at that. Doesn't um, it make the cabinets or it makes the, the ceiling look taller, right? It's a bit of an optical illusion I, or is that just a total myth? Contractors hang them at that height because then that cabinet is at the correct height, regardless of where the ceiling is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with aesthetics. It's just in my in my um, opinion, it's lazy because all it's doing is creating a dark shadow above the cabinets that is going to collect dust where you can't store anything. And if you do store something, it is going to look ridiculous. I'm literally looking at that space on mine right now. And it does drive (laughs) me absolutely insane. It looks like a mistake, frankly. It's the easiest fix too. You just put like a rectangular trim piece there that is painted the same color as the wall or the ceiling. It's like not that hard to fix. So that's like an example of a simple fix that homeowners or even renters maybe like if if you can do it without ruining anything. I mean, I think you could probably just be like, "Hey landlord, do you mind if I do this?" and they'd be like, "Fine," cuz it really <laughs> is like 
yeah, I don't. It I makes it look so much yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, it just it looks finished and more custom when the cabinets go all the way to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Unless there's some sort of you know vaulted ceiling situation where it like makes sense that they're open above or something. But even that, I probably like want to drywall it in or something so that it didn't look weird. I hate like unnecessary like odd. My brother and his wife are looking for houses right now, and they're looking at some that are like built in the 90s and there's like all these weird recesses and pockets everywhere and we're like oh, what dear. is this blood for like what do you put up there like a fake ivy plant uh yeah i will never understand the mcmansion philosophy design philosophy ever like it just yeah. how many episodes did you end up doing um for build me up before and i did covid end up stopping things or did you get finished you got you got finished before covid sort of ha- really took shape Yeah, so we started shooting in October of 2019, and then we were pretty much done in, like, March, and then we had that one episode, Corey's episode, that kind of um, ran into so many permitting issues that we continued shooting sort of until June. Mm, Um, There's eight new episodes, and they are um, airing them back-to-back, so they're going to be airing them for another month I think because they're also airing sort of re-edited versions of the first season of the show which was Unspouse My House oh okay they're so they're re-editing those episodes Mm -hmm. yeah because the format changed so they're basically like giving them a second life which is fun because those are really great episodes too for our listeners do you want to talk a little bit about Unspouse My House Yeah, so Unspouse My House was um, a very similar show to Build Me Up, but basically the premise of that show was that every week I would take somebody who had been recently dumped and I would build them a new um, space to kind of heal. Fantastic. Um, So it was the same vibe of being um, a show about healing through interior design, but it was more relegated to to breakup situations. So interestingly... um, you know, spiritually, it was a very similar show. But what's been so interesting about Build Me Up is that it's just gotten so much better press and better mm. um, reception, even though it is so similar of a show. I think because the name is mm. more positive. And I think also just because of the time, like, you know, there was I think there was like more cynicism last year because we were just all living our lives and we weren't all uh trapped inside so um, Mm -hmm. the the reception to build me up has just been really amazing to receive um you know it's 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 like a simple show but um people are really taking it to heart so that's fun that's so awesome to hear though i mean it, it really is very moving and um kind of addictive to watch because you would just really want to see how it all turns out. And then you want to start over again <laughs> and watch the next, one, the next one. So yeah, yeah. I think you're doing a great Thank job. This is an absolute you. delight to talk with you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Orlando. We really appreciate your time. And I can't wait to tell everybody, listeners, you have to go watch Build Me Up on HGTV. It's it's so good. Rachel, anything else? No. Orlando, is there anything you want to add? No. Just please Build Me Up is Wednesdays at 9 on HGTV. And uh, please watch it. I think you'll like it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>